Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. You can turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 3 this morning. Luke chapter 3. And a message entitled, Paving the Way. In verse 10 it says, So the people asked him, saying, What shall we do then? <laughs> You're telling us to repent. You're telling us to have fruits worthy of repentance. What shall we do then? This is a good question to ask, isn't it? When it comes to repentance, what does that look like in my life? What do I need to change about me if I'm going to repent? He answered and said to them, He who has two tunics, let him give to him who has none. And he who has food, let him do likewise. You know, the sin of Sodom and her sister Gomorrah, it tells us in the book of Ezekiel, was fullness of food, idleness of time, and they would not strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. And so God gave them over to debased passions. It wasn't because they were homosexuals that God judged them. It's because they were comfortable and they didn't care about God and they didn't care about people who were in need. And so when we think about that in our own lives, what am I doing to help those who are less fortunate? What am I doing to take in and, and to care for the orphan and the widow? He, he says that's what you need to do. Give, give the things that you have. I mean, I don't know if any of you guys have two tunics. <laughs> I got a closet full of tunics. <laughs> you know, I, I got so much tunics, I don't know what to do with all my tunics, you know. I, I do, I have a, a whole closet full of stuff. I have to keep them though because... I have fat clothes and I have skinnier clothes. <laughs> and I'm going to be fat and skinny, so i got to go back and forth, you know, depending on where I'm at on the range of that fat and skinny scales, you know, so. Huh. You know, it's amazing the food that we have. You know, to, to, to think about those who are less fortunate, I mean, that's what he's saying. He's not talking about specifically about tunics or food. I mean, it might be gas. Of course, they didn't have gas back then. Maybe you have enough money to buy somebody gas who might need it or, or whatever, you know, to, to minister to people. That's what he's saying. And I love this one. Then the tax collectors also came to be baptized and said to him, teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, collect no more than what is appointed for you. And, and so just to, so you understand, and, and I just, it's, it was kind of cool. I was listening last week to Alfred Edersheim's, you know, Life and Times of Jesus and Messiah and the things the, the, the way Judea was back in those days. And, and literally, the tax collectors were a group of people who were Jews, but they were hired by the Roman government to collect taxes. And every county or every region had a certain amount of taxes that had to be collected. And so basically, you know, here's your region, here's your quota. That was what was expected to come into the Roman coffers from that region, and that had to be paid. And so that tax collector was beholden to that amount. However, he also had a tax scale. And on that tax scale, so let's say that you were going from 
Galilee to Judea, and you were carrying a cart of fish, and so there would be a road tax, and so basically just like a toll road where you have to drive on that road and you have to put the money in because you're driving on that parkway or that toll road. We don't really have them here, but some in California and a lot, in, lot, lot back east if you've ever driven back there. But you, you have to pay to drive on that road, and that's kind of what it was. They had to pay to drive on the road or travel on that road, but then they also had to pay a percentage. So if they had fish, they would actually stop them. They would count every fish. They would count everything that they were, you know, transporting, or, and it was like a tariff. They'd have to pay a tariff on that amount of, of cargo. And so as they did that, sometimes the tax people, and they were notorious for this, they would put a higher percentage than what government, the government was requiring them. Of course, only they knew what the percentage was. And so they would take skim off the top. Now, here's the truth of the matter. They could collect more, just average, just doing what they were supposed to do. They could collect a good living for themselves. They did not need to cheat anybody to make a good living doing this. Because the taxes were the taxes, and that's just the way that it was. And Rome was going to get their check, their check, and then they would have a, a large amount left over. Of course, they could make themselves really wealthy if they got really picky about everything that they were taxing. And that's what they were doing. Remember Zacchaeus said, hey, if I ripped anybody off, then I'll, I'll restore fourfold. Jesus said, salvation has come to this house. Zacchaeus in his heart repented and said, I want what God wants. I'm not going to rip people off anymore. If I've ripped anybody off, let me restore fourfold. He would have been able to do that based on just the regular wages that he had. And of course, that was the law. If you rip somebody off, you pay fourfold. So he just tells them, don't collect more than you're supposed to. Likewise, the soldiers, and you could just say officers, these were the police force as well as an army, and they kind of served as both asked him, saying, and what shall we do? And he said to them, do not intimidate anyone. Now, what does this mean? Get bribes. That's what they were doing. They were intimidating people. Hey, if you want me to protect your house or this neighborhood, then you need to pay me to do it, right? And so he says, or accuse falsely, and be content with your wages. Be content with the money that you're going to get for doing your job, and don't try to intimidate people or accuse people falsely because they're not bribing you. And this, is, this was kind of what was happening amongst the, the officers. And so this was something that he was telling them. These are, not, these are Jewish officers. These aren't Roman soldiers. These are Jewish soldiers. But notice he didn't tell them, and I think this is important, he didn't tell them to quit their jobs. You heathen tax collectors, you betrayers of your people working for the Roman government. He didn't say that, did he? You know, taxes were taxes, and everybody has to pay taxes. doesn't matter where you are, you have to be taxed. We may not like it. Nobody likes the tax man, right? But the reality is, is taxes are taxes, and we have roads because of taxes, and we have good things, schools, and all those things because of taxes. You know, sometimes we don't like that. But as we live in a country, we're supposed to pay our taxes, and he didn't tell them to stop paying taxes or, char- or collecting taxes. He just encouraged them to live differently and to do the right thing. And that is, at the simplest form, the fruit of salvation. When salvation comes to somebody's life, the greed goes away, the envy goes away, the jockeying for power goes away. When we submit ourselves to Jesus, he takes root in our hearts and he changes us and he brings us from pride to humility, just at its base. And we start to live a different life than we lived before. We start to love people that we never would have loved before. Verse 15, he says, Now the people were 
in expectation and all reason in their hearts about John, whether he was the Christ or not. And John answered, saying to all, Indeed, I baptize you with water, but one, is mi- one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will thoroughly cleanse out his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire and with many other exhortations he preached to the people. In other words, turn or burn, right? That's exactly what he's saying here. So they question, was John the Messiah? And John immediately says, I'm not the Messiah. In fact, there is one here, the Messiah. He was really here. I'm not even worthy to be his slave. That's what it means when he says, I'm not worthy to take the sandal from his shoe. The lowest servant within the house, the lowest slave within the house, the lowest ranking slave would take people's shoes off and wash their feet. John says, I'm not worthy to be his lowest slave. I wouldn't even be worthy to touch his sandals, to unloose his sandals. And and that's a big thing to say. Remember Jesus, the Lord of all the universe, would humble himself to take the sandals off his disciples' feet and to wash them. John says, I'm not worthy to do that to Jesus even. You know, I'm I'm just a servant. I think that John has the right attitude. That he must decrease, that we must decrease, he must increase. That's how we have to think about ourselves. I think most of our life is kind of thinking about how can I exalt myself? How can I promote myself? How can I do better? How can I get out there? How can I have a lot of followers on my social media platform? How can I grow my influence? John wasn't about growing his influence. God took care of that, wasn't it? What, didn't he? He didn't, he didn't run through the streets of Jerusalem proclaiming with a sandwich sign on. No, he wore camel hair leather belt and he stood out in the wilderness And just preached to a few people, and then more people came. Then he preached to them, more people came, and more people came. Until there was a ton of people that came. You know, I I think sometimes we we get caught up in this promotional idea when it comes to church, and we think that's how churches get grown. We promote, we advertise, we do all these things that we're supposed to do to grow a church. Big billboards and whatever. It reminds me of my friend Greg O'Pine. Greg, at one point... In his life, he kind of got burned out on ministry. And yet, this other pastor says, hey, I want to send you to Hungary. I want you just to go there and see what God's doing. And he was so burned out, he didn't even know if he was a Christian. He was just kind of fizzling out, you know. And he's like, okay. Six months of support had been raised already. He's like, okay, fine. Free vacation. So he went to Hungary with another guy who was in the same place, same dark place he was in. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.